You are now listening to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast, where the resilient, relentless, and shameless thrive. What is up, Sincerely Shameless community, family, and friends? It is your favorite host, Sarah J, the founder and creator of The Shameless Brand. And I am so excited to be back in my chair with a listening ear. I am just getting back from vacation. And let's just say, all I did was sit in the sun, think about you guys, think about these never-ending bills, and relax. Now, I don't know if that's a great combination on the beach, but I did it and I made it back safely. Again, you are now tuning in to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast. Have you ever been in a friendship that was once healthy and then not? We have all been there before. When it's good, it's good. But when it's bad, well... Honestly, we're all looking for the nearest exit route possible. Just like you, I've been there too. I've had my fair share of innings and new beginnings. But over the past 10 years, I have concluded my greatest flaw and biggest contributor to the blowups, fallouts, and cast asides has been honesty. My father would always say, can I tell you the truth and be your friend? Hell nah. But I'm going to tell you anyway. Well, as much as I love to agree with my father on that, and I love saying it out in the streets, I'd like to beg to differ. So I hope you like that opener. I've been really working on setting up openers to prepare you for what the podcast would entail. And I am 100% sure we've all been there before. And so this week's podcast topic is the inevitable confrontation. Let's talk it out. So as I said in the opener, we've all been there. You know, we've had those friendships that were amazing and then they weren't. We've had those relationships that were good and then they weren't. I know it's popularly said in pop culture, when it's good, it's good. But when it's bad, it's bad. But what really takes it there? You know, I like to believe that we all contribute in some aspect, but I I know for myself that all of my friendships ended the moment I became honest. And I'm not a fan of women don't like the truth, men don't like the truth, or you don't want the truth because you can't handle the truth. I don't think it's those. I think it's actually a matter of once the truth is told, now you're being held accountable to it. And so truth telling and accountability go hand in hand. That's just like someone telling me, Sarah, you have a bad attitude. Now that I have been made aware of that, whether I knew that or not, now it's something that I have to deal with for myself. Ask myself the questions, see if that is true or if there's any validity in it. And then... (sighs) If you know it's true, you know you got to make the change. And I'd like to say that those friendships ended mainly because those people weren't ready to change. And since I called them out, they felt that it needed to change immediately. And like I said, I'd beg to differ. So when telling the truth, 
there's a few key things that are necessary. And I want to offer those things up in hopes that they can help better our relationships and or allow them to end amicably. But before I do that, y'all know I got a story time. So let's go back to the nine nines and the two thousands or maybe even the tens and the twenties. Is that even popular? Anywho. So this particular relationship was with um, a female friend of mine and we had a bunch of fun. We'd always hang out. We'd always laugh. I mean, it was filled with joy, honestly, but there was this thing that I continued to feel every time we'd hang out and it was more than one person. I constantly felt like she would kind of diminish me a little bit um, by just throwing, you know, little cheap shots, you know, not the five and $10 Patron shots, you know, just the the Smirnoff and Svetka vodka, you know, nothing expensive. Like, for example, if I had my hair done and someone complimented my hair, yo, Sarah J, I really like your hair. She'd reply with, I mean, it only took her 10 hours to do it. And I'm like, oh, well, thanks. But I didn't need the people knowing that, you know, I couldn't afford to get my hair done. And it took me 10 hours to do them. And I probably have carpal tunnel, but thank you for mentioning that. Um, Another great example would be uh, someone complimenting me on fitness. Oh, wow. You know, Sarah, you're looking really good. The response would be, oh, I think you're bulimic or I think you're anorexic or maybe you have body dysmorphia. Um, It probably even and publicly, you guys, publicly, that would be the thing. And at first I thought it was like, you know, you know how we are. We joke on our people. Like you got to have tough skin to have friends within the African-American community. So, you know, I thought it was like, ha ha, you know, oh, body dysmorphia or, huh, you know, whatever. Shame on me, obviously, because that wasn't the case. And so only after the entire shot bar had been thrown at me, I finally decided that this needed to be a conversation because this needed to stop. So um, I text messaged her and was like, hey, sis, whenever you get a chance, let's chat. And um, nobody wants to hear the infamous, we need to talk. But I like to believe that that's a really great way to start the conversation, mainly because we got to open this thing up, right? And this isn't a joking matter. So she gave me a call and I was like, what's going on? Everything okay? How are you? Definitely wanted to temperature check to make sure that there were no other outside interferences that could either amplify this situation to a full-blown argument or some form of violent act. And so I, you know, politely said, you know, hey, over the last couple of hangouts we've had, um, I feel as if you have you know, diminished me in ways that aren't friendly and they don't, it doesn't feel like love. And um, I just wanted to put that out there in hopes that that's something either A, you're willing to change or B, you're not and let me know so I can exit stage left. Because someone's emotional well-being and esteem shouldn't have to take hits from inside the friend circle, Right. And so the response was a lack of accountability 
it was, that's just who I am. That's how I talk. Like, that's how I've been talking to you since day one. This is, you know, I'm not changing up for you. I've been doing this for umpteen years, yada, yada, yada. And um, I'll be honest, the friendship ended. So what went wrong? What went right? Let's look at it. So for myself, I'll take 100% accountability because day one, she was throwing shots. I thought they were funny. (laughs) I didn't feel like I was being victimized by Regina George or personally attacked until I felt victimized by Regina George and personally attacked. But in that moment, now looking back, I should have corrected that behavior, right? Secondly, my tone. When I reached out, I should have been more mindful of my tone. Yes, we needed to talk, but the tone could have be could have been different. And um, sec- thirdly, I could have checked my ego. Is me doing my hair for ten hours still the affordable route? Absolutely. But in those moments, if I didn't check my ego, then it could have been a rumble. And then considering grace, was this something I could have considered grace for this young lady? So let's kind of just walk through it because I want us to be able to talk it out, right? I don't want us to be in the position to where we're constantly ending friendships and relationships due to confrontation. While confrontation can be intense, conversation is definitely the route. So and reducing all shame, I have three little pointers I'd like to get to y'all, and then we'll just move this podcast along. One, always be mindful of your tone. Your tone does matter. It's just like the old folks say, it's not what you say, but how you say it. I'm not going to push sensitivity training on you, but I would encourage sensitivity training. <laughs> Point number two, check your ego. When someone is confronting and having a conversation with you, be sure when you respond that your ego is not involved and be sure when you are listening that your ego is not involved. Point number three, consider grace. Just because you tell someone, hey, I don't like how you handle something does not mean that they have to change it immediately unless that is your non-negotiable. But nine times out of 10, if a person has been throwing cheap shots at people all their life, it will probably take more than a day to correct. And vice versa, if you've been receiving these cheap shots and you've finally gotten to the point to stand up for yourself, it will take you more than once to possibly have this conversation unless this is a non-negotiable. Remember y'all, in order to continue to reduce our shame in our lives, we definitely have to be strong communicators. And that's whether the conversation goes in a direction that we wanted or didn't want. The intent, the tone, the lack of ego, and grace all plays a huge part. We are back with the second segment of the podcast, and it is called Total Assumption. Yes, that's right. This is the segment of the podcast where we look at instances in my life and maybe even yours, if you slide in my DMs, of moments where we totally assumed Total Assumption only decreases joy and increases opportunity for cynicism. 
So a couple of weeks back, I had just had a very interesting moment where all of my thoughts were in array. Um, I felt like a lot of the work that I was doing was not really contributing to anything. I felt like the money I was making wasn't mine to spend. I felt like my edges was growing, but they wasn't. I felt like I was hydrating, but I was still dehydrated and thirsty. Like It felt like everything that I was doing was not really hitting the mark that I was expecting. And so I reached out to a girlfriend of mine and I just started talking with her. We were talking and I was just sharing. And immediately she had given me all this feedback. She had given me like, this is what's wrong with this. This is what you need to do that. This is what you need to do here. This is what you should have done. This is what you can't be doing. And it was just all this unwanted, unneeded, unsolicited, unasked for advice. And so on her behalf, she totally assumed that I was looking for a fixer. And while that did not cause any issues on her end because I didn't say anything, I had to flip the script for myself so that I didn't have to have a confrontation with my friend. I had to totally assume that she only wanted the best for me versus believing that I felt like she didn't trust how I handled my life and that this moment of weakness and vulnerability was just that, a moment. I really could have went in. (laughs) Could have went real in, you know, all the way. But I chose joy in that moment. I chose to totally assume that this is a person that cares so much about me that they'd love to help me fix what it is that I'm going through. And they want to see me well and they want to see me happy. And despite all the feedback, whether I liked it or didn't like it, whether it was positive or negative, whether I thought about it already and just didn't get the opportunity to say that, this person truly does care for me. But for those who do like to take on the solutions of the world, Some people really only just want to vent. And I know. And before you say get a therapist because they probably already have one or write in a diary because they probably already do that, sometimes it's nice just to chat with another person. Don't shut down someone's vulnerability in their moment of weakness to show off your moment of strength because the tables oftentimes do turn. That is my total assumption. And I am back with Candidly Sarah J. Candidly Sarah J is the moment where I offer a tip and a resource. So this tip is going to be to allow adversity to grow you and not destroy you. And the resource, well, your yesterday. So I was recently at work and a young man who was about the age of 19 um, had been chatting with me. We had a really long day in working and in this, in this job, I was actually serving on the floor, um, slinging these salmon, slinging these salmons, y'all. So working in the restaurant and this young man who was 19, and I'm thinking to myself, like, my God, I have a solid 
hmm, like, I don't even know, is it 11 years? But on him, but, you know, he's just unhappy and he is complaining. And, um, you know, I, I didn't say anything because really and truly, while I love operating under, you know, the shameless brand and as an encourager and a motivator. When I'm at work, y'all, I'm at work. Okay. I'm carrying 50 pound trays. I'm putting the salmon on the table. I'm dropping these drinks and I'm trying to collect these 20% er tips. Okay. Um, but his mood had been really intense and it was starting to shift the atmosphere a bit. And so he came to me and was just like, you know, Sarah, I don't see how you're doing this. And, you know, I'm just really, really upset. And, um, you know, I just told him, I said, hey, listen, you're 19 and you're doing this. And he's like, well, I could be doing something completely different. I said, okay, well then go do that. And he was like, but, you know, I'm going to do this. And I said, okay, well, let's do this. You're here. You're making money. You're 19. You have 80 plus years potentially left to live and you are complaining about slinging salmon, okay? Life is going to offer so many more issues. And if you can conquer this one, I can guarantee you'll find joy and happiness in other areas of your life sooner than others would because you allowed adversity to grow you and progress you and not destroy you. And so he was like, well, Sarah, you don't know how long I've been doing this. I've been dealing with this since November. And I'm like, so you've been dealing with this type of work environment since November? He said, yes. I said, listen, I got a solid 10 plus years on you. And I've been doing my podcast. I've been writing. I've been reading. I've been practicing in the mirror. I've been working two, three jobs. I've been doing a lot of things for longer than eight months. But those who can put in the work for years are those who are worthy of success. And so in that little story time, you guys, I guess my tip is allow adversity to grow you. Allow adversity to progress you. I remember the first time I heard that word, I was in what, 11th grade and my basketball coach had um told me like you've been through a lot of adversity and I was like bro somebody passed me a dictionary because <laughs> I didn't know what that meant okay and um I had to look it up and I realized that there was a strong difference between adversity and trauma and what my coach didn't know is not only had I experienced a lot of adversity I experienced a lot of trauma and that had begotten became very resilient to it, but I still allowed it to make decisions for me going forward. So I became a little jaded and I became a little cynical. And once upon a time, I was once that guy who I was just telling you about in the restaurant, doing the work unto nothing because I was complaining. Instead of saying, let me find joy in this moment. So when I'm done with this moment, I can move forward. And it's easier said than done. Trust me, I, that's, I, I have moments all, all the time. But when you allow adversity to grow you in one season, I guarantee the next season will be that much easier. Not because the season's easier, but because you've progressed. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sincerely Shameless podcast, where the resilient, relentless, and shameless thrive. 
If you'd like to learn more about The Shameless Brand, please be sure to visit us at www.theshamelessbrand.com. If you'd like to learn more about the founder, writer, and curator of The Shameless Brand, please be sure to follow her at Instagram at she so with two o's shameless underscore and if you'd like to take advantage of our sponsored partners with better help please be sure to click the link within the body of this podcast we are so excited about your healing and growth we look forward to seeing you next week with life love abundance and joy talk soon